This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey, Hi, Jen. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well, feeling joyful today. You're feeling joyful today. Oh, yeah. what an interesting emotion is joy and why we all run from it. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Dropping a bomb little, real quick. Little bit true sometimes, right, my friends? Okay. Well, what did you do today that brought you joy? I went and got coffee with my husband. And so nice. we sat outside on our bench. You and have a cute bench. We have a cute bench. And we probably sat out there for like 10 minutes until I realized I forgot to do something for work. And then I said, oh, my God, we got to go inside. <laughs> Pretty sad. I'm very busy. But you had, but it sounds like you had about 15 minutes of joy. 15 minutes of joy. And let me tell you, so we're doing a bulk recording today. Yes. And whenever we have really long days, I make it a point to do something in the morning to ground myself, take in my surroundings, it because that is what's going to give me energy for the rest of the day. Yeah. So I make it a point to like create routine around finding joy um, before I have a long day. I know that it'll help me nurture myself enough to be able to get through the tough, the tough day or the long day. Well, you know, what's so funny is when we used to have really long days and we were seeing, you know, like 
nine, 10 clients in a day. If you're a therapist, don't ever do that. Listen to me. (laughs) Good Lord. But I think one of the things I used to do is just like nothing before I saw clients because I thought if I conserved my energy enough at the beginning, then it would be better. Never turned out to be true. Right. Right. Like getting out and doing something in the morning is very helpful. Yeah. Like what, what, for you, have you found to be helpful before we have long days? Something that like gives you joy or brings you joy or helps you to ground yourself? My workout. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, right? So for me, I take my meds at night. (laughs) Wonderful. Nice dose of a mood stabilizer. I have like a very specific routine, right? Wake up around six. We get my daughter ready. It's always a goddamn shit show. I drive her to school. Her school's about 20 minutes away. In between, I, after I drop her off, I go work out. I do an 8.30 workout every day. I come back to the house. I shower. I have like my whole little routine that I do. And for a really long time, I didn't have a routine. Every day was different. We've talked about this a lot. And in some ways, I thought I loved that. And it's what I needed at the time. And now I really need a routine. Something that I like, like I think for a really long time, I was like, oh, if I did the same thing every day, That would like drive me nuts, but it's ended up being like very helpful for me. Also with time management, like we've talked about a lot is like the less time you have, the more you get done. Um, (laughs) And I think also for a long time, it felt like there was simply no time to actually take care of myself. Yes. And, you know, when Millie was first born, the pandemic, all this stuff, maybe that was totally true and it wasn't a thing I was just telling myself. And then I found out that actually... I can absolutely figure out how to make enough time to take care of myself every single day. You know what I think we've kind of figured out, too, is that like there's so much that's trickled over from the pandemic that we didn't even realize. Right. That like it was really hard to find a routine and and you kind of just get in uh kind of the state of being without really realizing it. You know, we've realized that with our business too. Like what are things that can change now that we're like out of that? But you really have to be conscious of it. Yeah. And I feel like we're just becoming conscious of it. Oh, no, no. The pandemic fully fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> I think it fucked all of us like, up. You know, like, like, and everyone's always like, oh, yeah. Like, but like, you know, looking back, wasn't that big of a deal? And I'm like, oh, no, no. That was like very traumatizing. For me. <laughs> yeah. And it's almost like you don't, you don't realize it until you're out of it. Well, you know, what's so funny is yesterday, one of my best friends just had a baby, as you know, a few weeks ago. And yesterday I was like cleaning out a bunch of stuff in my office. And I found that on Millie's first birthday, she gave us this card that said like, oh, like a free trip to tiny town with Ampriel. And so nice, right? Millie's birthday, first birthday was two weeks before the world shut down. That place probably doesn't even exist anymore. (laughs) You should look it up. Yeah. And but I had this feeling of like, oh, wow, like, look at the stuff we like missed out on. And I never was able to find a routine that entire time. I know lots of folks did. I personally did not. And I just like what we call is like white knuckling it. Like I literally just held my hands together and I pushed through and it was very unhealthy. (laughs) But it was the only way I knew how to survive. Did you know that you were doing that at the time? No, I thought I was being so responsible and productive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i know i kind of <laughs> if you're watching this on youtube emily's winking but like badly <laughs> and she's and she, yeah, she's struggling to wink <laughs> but like no 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 like i really i think that's the thing is like when you're in any of this you're like okay like it's fine right I'm and then fine. you come out later and you're like whoa that <laughs> not so great not great <laughs> 
So if you couldn't tell today, we are talking about finding the joy in the routine in your day-to-day life. And we had so many questions about this because I think it is a struggle in a lot of ways. But the first thing, the first uh, number one question, or I guess comment is, oh my God, this is my topic idea. Yay, that that brought me joy. (laughs) (laughs) They found joy already. We didn't even do it yet. We haven't even been talking and you found joy because this was your topic. (laughs) I love that. I love that for you. (laughs) So um, we're going to get into this. So tips for this. I mean, that's very general. And I think that that's something we can get into a little bit. But And you know, what therapists like to do is start at the back door, right? So the back door is why do you think it's not giving you joy right now? Right. Right. The back door of this is like, okay, so what's getting in the way? Why do you tell yourself it doesn't bring you joy? What doesn't bring you joy about it? Are you getting bored? Like, what is it that doesn't work for you? And I would ask the question, like, are there things that used to bring you joy that you no longer have in your routine? Are there things that are no longer present as you go through some sort of transition in your life where those things um, aren't as possible? And do you need to find new things? Sometimes we get stuck in, oh, well, I used to be able to do all of these things that brought me joy. And now because I am in this transition, I can't do those things anymore, which means my routine can no longer bring me joy. Yeah, And it might be the case that you might just have to find new things that bring you joy, which makes sense in the context of going through any transition, is you also have to transition the things that once maybe brought you joy that you can't have anymore and to implement new things into your routine that make more sense for your life now. Well, I think it's also really hard because a lot of times our life adjusts in some way and then it's really hard to make the routine adjust, right? I'm thinking about we have so many listeners that are like nurses and their schedules change often, right? So like to have this routine of like, oh, I'm going to go to the workout class same time every day. Well, there's a lot of times that your schedule simply does not allow for that. You have a kid, you have a routine every day, brings you a lot of joy. And then your kid gets sick, your dog gets sick. Jen had almost every appliance in her house break last week for some particular reason. What the hell? My fridge broke. My water heater started leaking. And my dryer is broken. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, sometimes life gets in the way. And I think it's hard to, like, hop back into it. And I think also sometimes your nervous system is so activated. It's very hard to do that. Also, maybe what you're doing, you actually don't like. Well. Dropping a bomb. And and that sometimes really sucks, right? What if like part of your routine is dropping the kids off, but you fucking hate that? There's not going to be that you find the idea of finding joy is not that we find joy in every single moment, right? You will never find joy if every single, if you do, I would actually very much like to meet you. Right. Who are you? Okay. Yes. okay. And that's, that's a good example. Dropping the kids off drives you crazy, right? It's not something you, are you spending the entire car ride thinking about how much you hate this? Are there ways to make it a little more tolerable? And so I think we can expand the term joy a little bit, right? Sometimes the expectation that we need to experience some kind of joy in these moments, um, it can put a lot of pressure on us. So I think also ask yourself the questions, the things that are challenging for me throughout the day, what is it that can make them a little bit more tolerable? For example, you know, let's say you're doing household chores. Like uh, here's an example. I hate putting laundry away. Oh, that's it's the worst. 
I hate it. Also, because my drawers are overflowing at same, all times. Same. That's why I hate yes. it. I can't. And no, I just no, because we are shoving. We are not in. minimalist. I imagine if you are minimalist, that is not a bad thing. <laughs> I wish you that are I was. a <laughs> massive maximalist like us. It is the worst thing in the it's world. The worst. So I'll wh- fold it, but I want it to just live on that bench same. forever. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can fold it because I'm like watching TV while I fold it. Right. That's making it more manageable. When I'm putting things away, I can't watch TV. I'm walking around. I'm doing shit. Right. And yeah. it's just like painful for me. You can listen to a podcast. You can listen to some music. How um, many people are putting laundry away right now? As they listen <laughs> right? to this it's possible. I hope that it's making it more tolerable for you. Um. And so I think that that's another example is like when I go to the grocery store, I am very overstimulated. And something I have learned that I need to do is like listen to something in my headphones Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while I'm at the grocery store because there's so many, especially at like peak times. Yeah. So I think a question that you can ask yourself is like, what is challenging in this everyday, what are the things that are hard for me? Like, am I feeling overstimulated? Um, am I overwhelmed? Like, what can I implement in this routine to make this a little bit more tolerable? Right. It might not bring you this like overwhelming sense of joy, but it can make this task, these tasks that we like don't really enjoy doing a little bit more tolerable. Yeah. thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I have felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair 
cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. So, okay, I want to answer this question next. How do you manage feeling like a calm, secure life is more boring than you expected? Oh, wow. <laughs> I think the thing is, like, a lot of times that's just, like, getting older. It's so true. Like, I hate to say it, but, like, yeah, it's, like, a little boring, right? Like, the routine. But I, I think that there, it doesn't have to be all the time. And are you giving yourself enough excitement the rest of the time? So if you're feeling like, oh, man, like, I'm feeling like we're a little bit of a rat. I feel kind of boring. What are you going to do about it? Tell me, what are you, person who asked, is going to do to change that? <laughs> the person's going to be like, I'm going to start a fight with my partner. <laughs> I'm going to make it toxic. Why did, for some reason, I thought you were going to say, I'm going to punch my boss? I mean, I don't know why I thought what was going to come out of your mouth is I'm going to punch my boss, but don't do that. Don't do that. Don't start don't, a fight with a your lawsuit. partner. You know, it's like... <laughs> thinking about how like in your 20s you know when you're younger and things are like exciting and you like have no impulse control <laughs> there is like there's a level of excitement and chaos and anxiety that comes with that and that when you do your own internal work and you're in like a healthier relationship or you're like really working through things things calm down they really do <laughs> things and nervous out. systems like all right cool i don't need to overwork so much distress tolerance skills or like I can take a little vacation, right? Like it is, it's totally true, right? But there's difference. And I think if if I'm feeling bored or my feeling like it's too mundane, we can change that at any time. And then someone listening is going to be like, well, I can't because I have the kids. All right, cool. What do you do when the kids go to bed? You're really exhausted. I know you're really exhausted. What else do you want to fucking do? You're going to go and dance naked in the living room while the kids are sleeping, do some really good Spice Girls. I love that for you, right? Like, we bring our own excitement. We bring everything. Like, anytime my daughter's like, nearly all the time, is like, I'm bored. And I'm like, what are you going to do about it? It's good. She's got to own it. You're going to probably be bored at some point during your life. So what do you want to do when that happens? What works for you in those times? Do I need to go dye my hair pink? Sure, great. Enjoy yourself. You know, like you get to make the rules of what this is going to look like. And boredom is an emotion just like anything else, right? And I think that we think about boredom uh, as like, oh, it's like if it feels, you know, and I don't think we talk about it as an emotion like anything else where like it's, it is it's painful sometimes to be bored, yeah. right? Like it can be hard and you start getting this energy in your body that you like can't really do anything about and you start getting in your head about it, right? So so that's what I would ask you. Maybe what you um, need to do when you're bored is different than maybe it used to be. Maybe things have changed. Like how do you want to, you know, 
give yourself a little bit of excitement, change things up a little bit, right? And I think that's why people fall into a rut is they try to do the same thing that's no longer bringing them the same excitement or fun or connection. And so maybe you got to switch things up. If you're going to the same restaurant you always go to, it's not bringing you the same excitement. Go to a different restaurant, right? Order in. Get crazy. <laughs> get crazy. Do drive through. Um, wait, but what's your boredom thing? If you're feeling bored, what do you do? What do I do? I think I like take Louie on a walk. Yeah. I have to get up. I yes. have to get up. Like, because what happens for me is that I'll, you know, if I'm my, in my downtime, if I'm like watching a show or I'm like scrolling on my phone or something, I can very easily go from like, this is downtime to I'm bored and I need to stop doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I have to be very aware of when that switch happens. Yeah. In, and I have to start moving my body. So I have to like stand up and I'll usually just like, hopefully it's nice out. If it's not nice out, then like I'm fucked. <laughs> but um, I usually have to get up and like do something different. But I think the thing that I really have honed in on is when that switch happens, because you can very easily go from doing something that's like giving you joy or giving you downtime or relaxing you to this is now taking from me. Yeah. And it's no longer giving to me in the ways that it was giving to me. And that switch can happen in a moment. Yeah. And so to be very aware of when that's happening within your body, like this is no longer giving to me anymore. And so I would encourage if you're listening to this for you to be very conscious of like what's happening for you when that happens, what's happening in your body you know, what's it telling you to do? And everyone's different, right? Everyone needs something different when they're bored. What do you do when you're bored? I, how often do you really see me bored, though? <laughs> yeah, she says she's always moving that girl. Well, I just have a lot of stuff to do. I got like, I'm like on the dogs. Like somebody's always like in my fucking face, right? So yeah, do you ever feel bored? Yeah, I mean, of course, every human feels bored. I don't feel it a ton. Yeah. Simply because all the things I have going on. But I mean, you know me, when I was feeling really bored for a while, I was just making a ton of candles. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, if I'm feeling really bored, I usually am, like, cleaning out my daughter's drawers or closets. So, like, for me, it's like, okay, I can sit here or I can feel good that I did one task. And for me, it's also, you know what I also always do? I always put on a show and then, you know, that chair that has all the clothes on it? I put the clothes away. Wow. That's my one She's task. She's doing do. it. <laughs> She's doing it. <laughs> it's horrible. I hate it. I have to do less once a week. It is so bad. I put so many clothes on that chair. <laughs> I should go in and take a picture of <laughs> yeah. it and then they can put it on social media. It's so bad you right now. You should. I start yeah, decorating too and like moving shit around yes, in yeah. my house. Just, you do something. Yeah. Really feels good. It feels good. Yeah. It, like it changing your environment in some way. Yeah. All right, let's get into questions. We're just like, okay, you all right. know, we're shooting this shit constantly. You know us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> how to minimize the pressure and expectation to always be doing more? Well, I think that's the thing is, right? Like, we have this expectation about what we should be getting done in a day. And I think we think if we have, like, a really solid routine, we'll get done more. And sometimes that is part of it. And sometimes, like, you just don't. But I guess the question is, like, be very specific about what your expectation is for you to be doing. Yeah. What do you actually think you should be doing in a day because I think it's really unrealistic that we're supposed to have these jobs all day long and then you're supposed to make a dinner and then clean it up and clean your house and do laundry like it's kind of impossible but also don't make sure to take care of yourself and also take care of your friends and also talk to your partner and make sure to call your fucking family or your mom's gonna be pissed right like 
It is an unreasonable expectation. So I think you have to say the pressure is coming externally. I have to have an internal change about what the expectations are and what I'm looking for myself. Yeah. And you see that in our culture so much, just this idea that we have to keep doing more and more. And you know what? It also makes me think about, you know, whether in your job or, and I, you hear this a lot with maybe teachers or, you know, when, when something is really go, 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 right? Like whether they're like mm-hmm. in a space where things are really intense and then it stops, there's this feeling of like, well, what? What, it, what what do I do with this feeling, right? Like I, yeah. I feel like I have to keep going and I have to keep being productive because your nervous system is like in that place of like doing more and more and more. And we kind of get like this in our business, right? Like we yes. have a lot of ups and downs in our business. Ups and downs being like things can be really, really busy for a few weeks and then they can be dead for a few and weeks. And right now we're like, we have this new office that's like being doing construction on and like we have nothing to do with it and we're just sitting and and we get this feeling of like, shouldn't we get this feeling? Of, I mean, we say this to each other all the time. Like we feel like we need to be doing something because we're so go, go, go. And because it's it fluctuates so much, our nervous systems are still activated and we feel like, OK, what where what can I pour this into? So we constantly have to remind ourselves and each other. No, this is a gift. Like this time period is a gift. Yeah. And we have to take this gift and enjoy it and say, this is our time to relax, replenish ourselves mm. and give ourselves the energy that we're going to need when that comes back. And the only reason that we know that it fluctuates like that is because we've been through it so much. Yeah. And so I think that that's an important thing to tell yourself, like in those downtimes, to be able to say, like, this is a gift. Right. I'm going to take this gift and I am going to give myself this gift of relaxation, giving myself what I need, because there will be times where you need to pour yourself into something again. Yeah. Okay. Wait, I have a really good question. I like that. How to not compare your standard day to day to people's travel, glam jobs, et cetera, on social media. You know what I'm going to (laughs) say? Get off social media. (laughs) Get off social media. Or at least get off for one week and see how you feel. Get off for, for, right? To say yourself, like, I don't need to, like, delete everything. Like, I didn't delete my accounts. I just deleted the app off my phone. She goes on once a month. It's a beautiful day. I do. The last, (laughs) right, as I was on yesterday was my first of the month. It's either the last day of the month or the first of the month. And I post an update from that month um, and anything else going on. And then I get off about three hours later because I don't feel good. And the crazy part is, is now that I've been doing this for a while, I mean, it's been since January, it's May now. Literally, the next, like, three hours after I delete the app again, like I'm fiending. Wow. I'm like, like really want to like get back into that app. And then about after a day, I'm like, I don't feel that way anymore at all. But one, so I would say take a break from social media and see how you actually feel not being exposed to that. And then I would say, do you actually need to follow those people? I, one of the things I decided that like, if I go back on social media at all for an extended period of time, I'm going to delete almost every single person I follow. Because I just follow people on a whim for like I followed so many people just for fun on a whim, and it never really made me feel very good. And so I think there's somebody to say like, if you're struggling to not compare, how do you set yourself up for more success? Because most of us don't have influencer jobs. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> Same. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was at this, uh, we had like a PTO thing a few weeks ago. And one of the moms was like, what are your travel plans this summer? And I was like, to my backyard? Like, Every- I don't go anywhere. Everyone asked me that too. I'm like, I have nothing. I'm so Nothing. I have no plans, right? nothing. And so that's wonderful if you have something that you're looking forward to and planning. And also just like sometimes like we don't because we're in a different stage of life or we have different things happening with our careers or financially we're not able to do that. And so we think it can feel so bad. And then also like if I traveled every week for my job, like I would not like that personally. Right. And I think that that's glamorized too, yes. right? This idea that you can just travel for your job, but but you're still working, right? There's still work. I don't know. There are some people that I don't know what their jobs are, and they're making a gajillion dollars, and they're doing I think nothing. Well, I have. There to is say, a few of these people. Like, what you said? Three emails a week. I don't get it. Well, also the people who who are in like travel influencers, and they go these places for free. Like that sounds cool. That's but insane. listen, not everyone that we can't we can't get there. <laughs> It's not going to be a place that we can no. get to. No. I would like to wake up in a different life and be a travel influencer, but that's not going to happen. And also that idea keeps me from being present in my own life, right? Mm-hmm. It keeps you from being present and saying, well, listen, that is not the reality that I'm in. That's someone else's reality. And so how can I bring kind of that energy into my own life? Because it's true. It is easy to compare yourself to what's happening on social media and all of that is glamorized and none of it is realistic. Also, they're not showing all of the anxiety and the exhaustion from that traveling. Think about how exhausting traveling is. Right. Especially going to those real remote places. Keep going. You know what I just have to say is, Jen, you would be such a bad travel influencer. The worst. Because you would have to have your face. You have to like show yourself all the time. You have to actually post on social media. So it's so funny that you're like, oh, in my dream life, like, is that really like that's to your fucking nightmare? No, your dream life is somebody pays you to travel for fun. Yeah. And you don't have to post anywhere. Yeah, but I can't, you know, how am I supposed to achieve that without? It's unachievable. We know? were not born into massive generational wealth, so that no, wouldn't be happening for either no, of us. No, it's really a shame. Um, but yeah, you're right. That would be my nightmare yeah, to, I, to, uh, to have to show my face I mean, on social media. Like, if you actually think about it, right? Like if you actually think about this is what that other person's life do I like that that much? And there might be some of you being like, yes, I actually do. And I hate my life. What's happening? And that's some other shit to like, you know, maybe dig a little deeper into. But I don't know. For me, that would be so much pressure to be on camera all the time, to have people commenting mean shit. Like, you know, we know from like knowing Caitlin after all this time is like the idea of having a gajillion followers and everybody commenting on your shit all the time. Like that seems horrible to me. Horrible. Also, If you think about, I think we think about vacation and we connect it with this idea that we're disconnecting. And so I think what we're looking at is like, yeah, you're in this beautiful place, but also there's this idea that you can go somewhere and disconnect from like the stresses of life. But as a travel influencer, (laughs) there is no disconnecting, right? Like every experience that you're experiencing is about you know, taking pictures of it, taking videos of it. It's all about content. And so I think we have this idea when we look at that as like they're disconnecting and they're getting this space for themselves. But I'm not so sure that's true. Also, maybe I just want to tell myself that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe (laughs) it is what you want to tell yourself. And that works for me, too. And that works. Um, Here's what I love. Stay at home mom. I do the same things. I used to be a teacher. and I love the chaos of that. I'm trying to enjoy the simple routine. 
you might have to make your life a little bit more chaotic. Right? Like, so you can enjoy the simple routine, but also sometimes there's parts of our personality that like, hey, like I'm a huge extrovert and I really need this to like recharge and stuff. And that's fine. So then you can be like, all right, I go to the li- I go to the kids' music class on this day, go to the library on this day, here's some shit that I do on the next day. And you make yourself a little headache because what you want is what you can create. You just have to find a different way of doing it. And also, I wonder what parts of teaching you didn't love. What's the joy of getting to stay home with that wonderful child or children that you have? And I think that that is really hard to give up a huge part of ourselves and then feel like, uh, I had a friend text me a few weeks ago who's a first-time mom, and she said, I feel really guilty, but she's staying at home. And she said, I feel really guilty, but by nine o'clock, I'm so tired already. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you're also probably not getting enough stimulation. Like you're sitting at home and by nine o'clock for you, 9 a.m. for you is like 4 p.m. for the rest of us. And you're exhausted and bored. And you might need some other stuff. She started getting out of the house every single day around 10 o'clock. She texted me last night and was like, I'm doing fucking great. Thank you. So if I have a problem, where do I start to look for a solution? Because insight is not curative. We can talk about this. We can talk about all the insight for it. But what do you want to do about it? What do you got? Beautiful. Um, I wanted to answer this one because I think it's important in this conversation. How to find joy when you're fighting depression. The first thing I'm going to say is stop putting pressure on yourself to find joy. Mm -hmm. And I know that that feels counterintuitive. But what I would say instead is how are you going to nurture yourself through this? And I'll give you an example. Let's say you're really sick and you have a fever. Are you putting pressure on yourself and your body to say, I need this fever to go away. I need to feel better, right? No, you give yourself grace, you take care of yourself, you nurture yourself through it, and you give yourself space to get to the other side of it. But how many people just take a handful of Tylenol? They're like, get this fucking fever out of here so I can keep working. How's that work? Not well, typically. Not well. So I want you to think about fighting depression as like it's almost this wave and it's this cloud that you have to give yourself space to nurture yourself through. Because when you put pressure on yourself to feel this joy, this happiness, when you're feeling depressed, it can pull you deeper into the depression, right? So that's more what I want you to think about it as like, how am I going to nurture myself through this? How am I going to take care of myself through this? Yeah. Um, How to start routines with ADHD. So if we're talking about ADHD, you're talking about ADD. If you're starting a routine, we really need a successful system. So implementing a system of how I do certain things, right? So let's say for you, um, it's really easy that the housework can get really overwhelming. So it might be that my system is that like I do laundry every single Sunday and it sucks and I miss out on A, B, and C. But if I just start at 9 a.m. on Sunday and I slowly do it throughout the day, that works for me, right? Maybe that doesn't work for you. Maybe I need to do it um, one load a day and keep it moving. It doesn't matter what the system is as long as it works for you, but figuring out what systems need to be implemented to hit my goals and how do I then make and implement them? I think 
allowing yourself to to go through trial and error with that process, right? To figure out this really worked for me this week. So I'm going to keep doing this very specific thing or it didn't work for me this week. How can I adjust it? And I think something to think about too is like if there's something you want to implement in your routine to put it before or after something you do consistently, right? So if you're uh, brushing your teeth to consistently implement something after you brush your teeth. You know you're going to do the same routine every morning. And so what is it that you want to put in your routine? And you could put it right after you do that. And you have a perfect example of this, how you have started to go to your workout right after you drop Millie off. You know you're going to you know you're going to drop Millie off at a specific time. And so then you have put this workout right into your routine. Mm -hmm. You're already out of the house. It works great for you. It does. So I think that and then I get to call you at 915 every day as soon as it's over and you don't answer. Sometimes I answer. Sometimes (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I call either way. She calls me either way. I know it's happening. It's part of our routine. Except I am I'm throwing a wrench in the routine because she doesn't doesn't know if I'm going to answer or not. That's okay. (laughs) Just as long as I call, it's fine. I don't care your part in it. And that's the other thing is sometimes someone else's routine doesn't align with yours. And you got to be okay with that, too. Sometimes Jen is still in bed. (laughs) Yeah, she is. And I'm like, I've done 30,000 things and I drank pre-workout. So I'm crazy right now. (laughs) That's amazing. Pre-workout really gets you going. I know. Okay. I really, we just have to answer this. Is there any way to make therapy admin fun? I haven't found it. Let me know. Also, did Nikki write this question in? Nikki's like, how to make my job Nikki's like, I'm going to put this all the way at the end so that they don't know it's me. I I haven't found it. I mean, I guess this thing's like, but not everything in life has to be fun. Sometimes some stuff just sucks, right? Like, it doesn't mean my whole job sucks, but like, it's true. Like, the thing I hate the most about my job is doing the admin stuff, writing letters, getting, sending invoices, right? Like, any of that kind of stuff, like sending the billy through, like that, it sucks. It's not joy in it, but all the other stuff brings me joy. And so that's part of it. So what is the purpose of this? And let's just validate the fact that, like, I don't think there's a ton of therapists who love the admin stuff. (laughs) No one gets off, right? I don't know if, like, the two things align, like wanting to connect with people and wanting to do paperwork. (laughs) I feel like there's some people that feel really good if they, like, okay, like, Susie in our office, right? Hello, Susie, if you listen. Um... She writes, she sees her class. She does those, she does those notes immediately. And it must feel good to just get them out of the way. Of course. And I think that right? that's it, that it's, uh, so, okay, here's the question. What's the cost of not doing it? Right? What's the cost of putting it off? And sometimes to acknowledge the cost of procrastination can help kind of relieve some of that anxiety that it doesn't necessarily and this is why I want to expand the term joy is that it's not that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be fun you're not going to be like I can't wait to do this paperwork but there's something about it that might relieve some of that pressure that you're feeling in your chest you're feeling in your body I did this on Friday right I was talking about I wrote down all of the stuff that we had to do this week this upcoming yeah. week last Friday and I looked at that list and I was like oh my god that looks terrible. Typically, I would have procrastinated and say, I'm doing that next week. You always I do. You're like, I'm not looking at it. Sat down on Friday and I got so much done. And Emily yeah, told did. me I was the most productive person in the entire world. 
Jen, well, that's also because I was getting my hair done and it takes me like, you know, nine to 10 hours in my hair yes, done. Now my hair yeah. looks fucking amazing. Beautiful. Thank you very much, CC Haggerty and Associates. Um, CC Haggerty and Co. I'm not sure the actual and, name. And I love Associates. you, Corinne. I'm sorry. So you, like, I don't turned, know. Yeah. turned her I'm into not sure. like a law firm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Corinne. Um, <laughs> takes one million hours. My hair looks amazing. But like, Janet literally is texting me. She's like, I did this, 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 this. And I was like, holy shit. You paid all your parking tickets. That's a big oh, one. Oh, God. That's the pain, most painful one for me. Right. But, but how good did you feel afterwards? Amazing. And it also set me up for a really nice weekend. Yeah. Um, where I was, I, and I kept being productive, you know, when you start being productive and then it just rolls into the next yeah. day. So I think that that's something to think about too, that once you start to get those things done, it keeps rolling, right? You yeah. keep doing it. You're like, this feels good. It's giving me this like positive, um, feedback loop. And when I get that positive feedback loop, I'm, I'm continuing to go. And it's the same thing with procrastination. The more you avoid stuff, the more you want to avoid stuff, the yeah. more it builds up, the heavier it feels, heavier it feels, the more you want to avoid it. And so I want you to try to think about it as like, you're going to throw yourself into this positive feedback loop. If you get yourself to do some of those things and hold yourself yeah. accountable. Okay, we have to do Dear Emma and Jen. I'm ready. Dear Emma and Jen, I love y'all's podcast so much. Thank you. Thank you. I listen to it every day and it's really helped me start to know myself so I can grow myself. You could please give insight into this. My sister is always trying to one-up me and basically copying every single thing I do. I get married, she gets married. I get a new car, she gets a new car, but better. I get pregnant, she tries to get pregnant. It's making me annoyed. I feel like I can't even tell her anything without fear of her doing it as well. So... One, I think that it would be easy to listen to this and think like, oh, who cares? It's your sister. But the thing I want to touch on is the grief this person must be feeling to feel like there isn't space for just them. Right? To feel like there isn't space for me. And I wonder, though they didn't say if it was a younger or older sister, there's like a part of me that's imagining it's younger. I was I was thinking younger too. And it goes back to this thing of like, when we have a sibling that comes after us, what happens to our space in the family? So I think there's probably some other family dynamics going on, whether your parents um, compare you, whether you feel like there's some competition, right? Any of these things, the thing I'm really hearing from you is probably grief you're not letting yourself feel. I would say also what what is this bringing up for you right from what is it that your younger self maybe didn't get growing up when it came to having a sibling do you feel like you lost something was it acknowledgement was it um validation for who you are being an individual in some way. So I would say, what are the things, right, in that grief that you feel like you've lost? And are there ways that you can give that to yourself, even if your sister continues to do the same exact thing? You can't control anyone else. You can't so control we're not anyone even, that's why else. we're not even commenting on the sister because it doesn't... It doesn't we, matter. We don't, yeah, it doesn't I mean, matter. It does. So what's important is what are the things that you feel like you lost? How can you give those to yourself? Is it validation where, let's say, you know, you're getting a new car and and you love that car. Your sister might get a new car. You can say to yourself, I love this car. I'm glad I made this decision. This is important for me, right? Give yourself the validation and acknowledgement that maybe you feel like you didn't receive um, from growing up. And once again, you might have to really dig in to feel like to, to figure out what that is for yourself to be able to give it to you. Because that sounds like some inner child work and some reparenting work that you can really hone in on. 
Although, like, it probably does really suck if you're like, look at my beautiful Toyota and she rolls up in a Porsche. Like, that probably wouldn't. Just on a human level. <laughs> right. Well, and I think, too, you can validate that also for yourself. Yeah, that's right? what like, I mean. Yeah. This is hard, right? It's hard to to go through this, to to be really happy about my car and that she gets this amazing car. Yeah. Um, that it's just hard. So I think that the validation also spans to you giving yourself validation for the fact that this it's hard. It's hard to be compare, you know, there to be this comparison. Um, and. And that's okay. It's okay for you to feel that way and to validate the fact that that's okay. And if you have people in your life who are saying, oh, who cares? You know, your feelings don't matter or whatever, whatever they're saying, mm-hmm. you can still give yourself the acknowledgement and validation that you feel like you're missing. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for joining us today on Shrink Chicks. We loved having you here. We always ask you to rate, review, subscribe, follow an Apple podcast. You can follow us at Shrink Chicks or The Therapy Group. You can check out our amazing clinicians at thetherapygroup.com. We are located in lots and lots of states now. I can't even list them. But reach on out. If we don't have someone, we'll help you find a name in your area of some great people in our network or help you get connected with one of our amazing clinicians. And don't forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. We'll see you next week on Shrink Chicks. Bye.